With Siyata Dishmaya, let's continue on our lessons as brought down by, by Rabbi Moshe, Hayam Luzato Avashalom Ramchal, knowing God's plan, which is Da'as Atevunot. And so now let's give a little summary of what we're about to learn here, the discussion between the rabbi and his student. And so it's the, during the first phase of earning reward, and we're talking about the phase of the concealment of God's oneness. So God conceals his presence from the world. Man is free to choose good and perfect the world or choose evil and bring destruction to the world. And nevertheless, even in such a situation, God is still the source of everything since everything is given existence by an emanation of his creative power. However, this emanation is just a faint trace of his true creative power. And this phase is only temporary and is part of a process leading to the inevitable revelation of God's oneness. So therefore, God also transmits a powerful emanation of his perfection, which acts in a hidden way, guiding the world towards perfection through the very events of history. And by concealing his presence, God gave rise to a system of forces through which he runs the world of good and evil. And this system reacts to the good or bad deeds of man, bringing either light or darkness into the world. However, the emanation of perfection operates in the background, guiding everything to perfection whether man deserves it or not. So even this hidden emanation of perfection is not according to God's true infinite perfection, which is totally beyond created existence. It's according to the level of created reality and sufficient to bring the world to its destined level of perfection. At the time of the redemption, this hidden level of God's perfection will be revealed to us and we'll see how everything that ever happened was only for the good, forming part of an awesome plan to bring the world to perfection. However, even then, we'll only understand part of this concealed level since God's wisdom is infinitely deep. So now let's continue with the lessons here. and We have the conversation with the rabbi and the student. And so here the rabbi says, it's important for us to have a clear understanding of all the imperfections and evils that we find in the world, since they are not in accordance with God's infinite perfection, as we explained before in the previous lessons. Since God is totally perfect, surely he should have created a world that was totally good. It is this problem that has caused sinful people to fall victim to the various evil beliefs that we mentioned previously. And so now with with Hashem's help, he, he will continue and he will help you understand. He, he says here, I will help you understand all these things properly. And so when we say that God is one, we mean that there is no other God, that there is no power opposed to him and that nothing can hinder his will. In contrast to the various false beliefs that we mentioned previously. If so, it is insufficient to define God's oneness through a positive description of what it is. Rather, we need to define it by negating anything that might contradict it. God's other attributes, though, cannot be defined at all by negating their opposites. And so I just want to note here that in this section, we're going to see how the process of the revelation of God's oneness requires the existence of imperfection and evil which in turn creates the arena for our task of serving God 
and earning our reward. On another note, it also says that we, we learned before that God wanted to create imperfection so that we could strive to perfect ourselves and earn our own reward. However, this does not explain the extent of evil that we see in the world or how it will eventually disappear. Nor does it explain how evil actually plays a part in the eventual revelation of God's perfection, which is our ultimate reward. And this inability to understand the evil and disasters we see in the world causes people's faith to weaken and makes them fall victim to the false ideologies mentioned before. And all these matters will become clear when we understand the process through which God's oneness is revealed in the world. Now let's continue with the rabbi's discussion where he says, for example, in order to define wisdom, we would not say it is not stupidity. Rather, we need to define it in a positive terms, such as the mind being full of a true understanding of things. And in defining saintliness, it is useless to speak of evil. Rather, its definition is to be kind to all. However, in defining his oneness, it's necessary to use negative terminology, that there is no other God. And thus, in order to define any of God's other attributes, we need to express them positively in terms of what these good qualities are, whereas the definition of his oneness is expressed by the negation of evil. And from what I have said, you can see that God wanted to reveal any other attributes of his perfection. There would have been no need to create evil. And this is because they are all totally good attributes and can only be defined by formulating their goodness. And since, however, God wanted to reveal his absolute oneness, which can only be defined by negating evil, it was necessary to create evil and then show that it has no independent existence or power whatsoever. And only in this way is every aspect of God's absolute oneness clearly revealed. And here there's a note that says that now we can begin to understand the answer to the question posed at the beginning of, of this section of why we find all evil in this world. And it's necessary in order to enable us to understand and experience God's perfect oneness. And he continues now and he says, do not make the mistake of thinking that wisdom can only be understood by first showing what ignorance is. And saintliness can only be understood by showing what cruelty is, based on the premise that something can only be defined through its opposite. You must understand that all the perfect attributes can only be understood through descriptions of their actual perfection. The negation of their opposites, such as ignorance and cruelty, does not help us to define what they are. Rather, the negation of the opposite of all these perfect attributes only serves to define the attribute of God's absolute oneness. And here there's a note that says that the negation of ignorance and cruelty means the realization that ignorance and cruelty have no independent power that can oppose God's will. They are simply tools that God allows to exist as part of the process leading to the ultimate perfection of the world. And this reality will be fully experienced when God destroys ignorance and cruelty at the time of the Geula, Mashiach, and their existence and subsequent negation do not serve to define their opposites. God's perfect wisdom and goodness, which are totally beyond our understanding. Rather, they serve to define his oneness. That, that is, that his is the only true power. 
And now here the rabbi continues, and this is because God's oneness is defined by negating anything that contradicts it, anything evil and negative. And therefore, we can only understand all of God's other perfect attributes as subcategories of God's oneness. A person who wishes to gain a proper understanding of these matters must not confuse one category with another one. And so here there's a note that says, what we understand of all of God's perfect attributes is only his oneness. All these attributes are therefore subcategories of his oneness. We must not take the mistake of thinking that we understand these attributes for what they actually are and put them in an independent category of his infinite attributes of perfection. In order to define God's attributes for what they are, we would need to define them positively. And this is not possible since they are infinite and perfect. However, God's perfect and infinite oneness is defined negatively by the negation of evil. And it is therefore possible for us to understand it. So now the student replies and says, what you, are, what you say is true, is very true. Understanding depends entirely on a proper classification of things. We must identify all the different general categories and then place each thing in the category it belongs. Only in this way can we understand the true nature of each thing and the effects it has. Even though God's ways are totally different from our ways and are beyond any such classification, we need to conceptualize things on our limited human level. And so the rabbi responds and says, there is much more to it than what you have said. Let me explain. And so here there's a note that says that the student thinks that classifying God's actions into different categories is something artificial that we're forced to do by the limited nature of our conceptual abilities. While in reality, God's actions upon the world are infinite and totally beyond any such classification. And now the rabbi will prove that this is incorrect. Rather, God created existence in a way that enables us to categorize and understand his actions upon the world. And so here the rabbi continues and says, it is obviously true that God could have created the world using the full force of his infinite essence. Then we would not have been able to see any structured pattern of development or cause and effect within the creative process. Had he created the world in this way, we would be unable to say anything at all about his actions. It would be totally impossible for us to understand such a process since anything done using the full force of his infinite essence is totally beyond the grasp of our limited and finite minds. However, God wanted us to be able to understand something about what he does and how he does it. In fact, he wants us to put effort into attaining this knowledge and to pursue it, great, to pursue it greatly. And therefore, he chose to create the world in such a way that his actions could be analyzed and understood by the human mind. And the general principle here is that God wanted to limit his actions so that they would be according to the level of his creations and not according to his own exalted level. This gives us the ability to analyze his actions and understand at least something, if not a lot. And the creation of the world as described in the book of Bereshit proves what I have been saying. There God tells us that he made the world step by step through different divine utterances according to the pattern he wanted. He did not create it in one instant and with one utterance. 
although he certainly could have done so had he wanted to. As a result, we can identify the different categories of God's actions upon the world and put each action in its proper category and analyze its details. We are able to classify the reasons behind God's actions and all the more so what they actually bring about. All this follows a pattern similar to what we find in the human realm. Now let us return to our topic. We have already explained that God's oneness is defined by negating anything that contradicts it, anything evil and negative. And so therefore we have one common principle when we consider any of God's infinite attributes of perfection. Concerning each of these infinite attributes, we must always understand that only he has this perfect attribute and that there is no force that can oppose or hinder this attribute. All this is part of the definition of God's oneness, as I explained. And two points follow from what we have said. A. As we explained above, in order to reveal any of God's attributes apart from his oneness, there would have been absolutely no need to create anything that was imperfect and evil, only in order to reveal his perfect oneness and to clarify all its details clearly and properly did this become necessary. And here there's a note that says that since all of his other perfect attributes are defined positively in terms of what they are, their revelation does not require the existence of evil. His oneness is defined in negative terms by realizing that there is nothing that can go against God's will, and nothing has any power of its own. And this necessitates the creation of evil, which creates the illusion that it can go against God's his will when we realize and then experience that even the most powerful evil has no power at all and that everything comes from god his oneness becomes revealed and now the rabbi continues with point b all the other attributes of god's perfection his wisdom his compassion etc are subcategories of the attribute of his perfect oneness and this attribute oversees all the other attributes as we proved above in every aspect of his infinite perfection, he is completely and utterly one. Only he has this perfection, and there is nothing that can oppose or hinder his perfection as we explained. And this reality is rooted in the fact that God must absolutely exist. It is impossible that he should not exist. And here in the notes it says that the only aspect of God's infinite perfection we'll ever grasp is his oneness. With regard to his other infinite and perfect attributes, all we will ever understand is that he is one in each kind of perfection and that only he has this perfection and there's nothing that can oppose or hinder his perfection. And therefore we say that his oneness oversees all the other attributes. It uses them in order to reveal itself. And since only God's existence is imperative, all other things exist only because he chooses to bring them into existence. Consequently, everything is totally dependent on him for its existence and there's nothing that can possibly oppose his power in any way. And now the rabbi continues that and that fact determines that we are able to express about his perfection and what we are able to express. And so we can only express that his is the only imperative existence. Only he must absolutely exist and nothing else. And this is clear to all those who have true faith. You will soon see how much we will gain from what I have explained to you. And so here's a note 
that says in the following sections, we're going to see how points A and B that we just discussed and mentioned above dictate that every aspect of evil is only a temporary phenomenon which will eventually be destroyed. And this in turn means that the era of free choice will come to an end and followed by the time of reward. And so now the rabbi continues and says, and now you can understand what I was telling you before. And so the fundamental difference between the attribute of God's oneness and his other perfect attributes. Only the revelation of his oneness requires the existence of imperfection and evil as well as perfection and good. This in turn creates the arena for serving God and receiving reward. Had God wanted to reveal any other attributes of his perfection, he would have created anything, everything, in a state of total perfection according to whatever particular aspects of perfection he desired to reveal. And there would have been absolutely no need to create any element of imperfection whatsoever. And this is because the revelation of any of God's attributes apart from his oneness is no way in no way requires the existence of imperfection, as we have explained. Without a world of imperfection, there will be no arena for man's task of serving God and no possibility for him to receive reward. Only when he chose to reveal the element of his perfect oneness did this require the existence of an imperfect world. And this is because his oneness can only be revealed through the, neg through the negation of in perfection and here's a note here that we want to bring here that comes out that says that at the end of the section the rabbi says that he would explain how the process of the revelation of god's oneness is what gives rise to a world of good and evil and man's task of serving god and his eventual reward and he told us that the revelation of any other principle would not have achieved this as, as a result of what we have just learned we can understand why this is and and now we can summarize Bezat Hashem. Okay, so that we'll continue with our lessons, Bezat Hashem, and our upcoming uh, Bezat Hashem uh, in a few days. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen, Be Amen.